Hello and welcome to the Simply podcast. I'm Patrick, Director of Content and Communications at Simply. And I'm Aish, Content and Community Manager. Aish, who have we got with us today? Today we've got Nadi Dupont, who is the Senior Manager of Global Internal Communications at Philip Morris International. And I know that we've got uh, Nadia talking next month at Simply EXP, so I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what she's got to say here. Shall we get started then? Let's do it. So welcome to the Simply podcast, Nadia. Can you tell us um, a little bit about your role at Philip Morris, please? Well, hello, and thank you for the for the opportunity. Well, my role at Philip Morris is quite simple. I would say I am in charge. I oversee executive communication and transformation project for the company from an internal communication point of view. So basically, what does it mean? Well, it means building, helping to build a bridge between our senior leaders and our employees so that everybody understand the company's purpose, the direction that we are uh, going to, and how everyone can contribute to this, uh, to this vision and purpose. And, and PMI is a, a global uh, company, Nadia, with um, multiple, uh, it's, a, it's a very nuanced business with lots of uh, manufacturing uh, sites as well, as well as offices around the world uh, and many uh, local languages. So what do you do to communicate on a global level? Do you have technology that helps with translation? Do you have local teams on the ground that do the translation work? How do you make sure that the message gets uh, across the, the globe? Well, this is a very, very important point that you are touching upon uh, because clearly we are a company with a global footprint so clearly we have in total uh, 80,000 employees we also have 39 facilities around the world and as I was saying uh, in my introduction our objective is to make sure that everyone in the company no matter where they sit no matter which language they speak and no matter which role they play they all understand what is our ambition as a company and more importantly how can they contribute to it so clearly when we talk about um cultural languages i mean it goes beyond the language itself there is an aspect of the language because as a global function all our messages are in english and we know that uh, not everyone is enough proficient in the language to be able to capture uh, the, the message. Uh, but there is also the aspect of culture interest, which needs also to be considered. So there are different different ways we are we are addressing this uh, this challenging. The first one is that we have a very strong uh, IC network with communicators around the world who are the advocate of their local audience and they help us, you know, to make sure that the global messages that we are sending are not only translated, but they're also reflecting the culture, the sensitivity of the different audiences uh, that we have. There is also an aspect of uh, technology that is playing a big role here. So uh, today we are using diverse platforms such as SharePoint, Microsoft Outlook, and you certainly have seen these different built-in translation tools that they are offering so that when you are sending an email or newsletter, you can click on a magic button on the top and suddenly you can get the message translated automatically in your preferred language. Obviously, this is something that is done uh, automatically so there is also a duty of quality so here again when I do that I work with my local contact partner in the network to do a test where we test the translation 
to make sure that this reflects the message that we are sending across the organization. Wonderful. And it's um so you do use uh, Microsoft tools predominantly to reach your workforce. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Great. And you started, let's go back uh, in time a little bit, Nadia. Sure. Not too far, of course. But um so you started your, your career working at IBM, which obviously is also a globally recognized company, as a communications mm -hmm. specialist. Can we can we get can you can you go back to to there and, and what, what you started working on there and how that kind of piqued your interest in in a, in a career in internal comms? Well, this is a question I get to answer very often, you know, 25 <laughs> years in, in communication, did you do something else than internal comms? And the answer to that is no. So clearly we could call that passion, and I think it is, but also more importantly, you know, this is, this is a function where it has never been boring. I mean, when I started 25 years ago, uh, you know, at IBM, the most, uh, important task was to make sure that you cascade uh, the message from the headquarter to your local affiliates. So it was translation, translation, and it was pressing the send button. So our role, and again, this was, I think, you know, the way overall Intercom was perceived uh, across different companies. I don't think this was specific to the company I was working for at this time, but it was really much we top down. So this is a message, this is what you need to do. There was less an engagement as we are talking today. After, I mean, I had to privilege, the privilege to work for a company which was um, yeah, really playing big when it comes to technology. So I was very early exposed to, to, to new technology. And this is something that was clearly helping us to redefine the role of internal communication and to move beyond internal communication to go to employee engagement. And this is where we are today. I mean, today, I mean, if you look at the different tools that we have available across many companies across the world, I mean, it's difficult to imagine that uh, that a few years ago beyond email, there was not much more than this. And today, if I look at the tools, at the tools that I'm using, well, we have MS Teams, we have SharePoint, we have Viva Engage, which uh, was called Yammer until a few months ago. I mean, we have many ways where the technology is helping us to build the dialogue. And also the different change or the big change that I'm seeing is that uh, that employees are now driving the conversation. Employees have a voice, they always add, but now they are using it and loudly. So they are becoming, you know, a key role uh, in driving this conversation. And I see the role of internal communicator being the person who is orchestrating this conversation. So, so over the years, so you said you spent 25 years uh, working in, in internal comms. What are some of the main challenges that you've seen? Uh, the main challenging, I think it's, um, I think it everything is getting uh, faster. Also, the speed of information, the speed of uh, our information is decimated. Also, the way we, you know, our the external piece is uh, playing a bigger role in the internal piece. So we are talking about the new concepts here. We are talking about external communication. So bring the inside out and the way around. So I think this is one of the, not of the challenge, I would rather speak about opportunities. And this is back to my point when I was talking about a never boring environment, which is, uh, which is internal comms or global communication at large. 
Thanks, Nadia. And um, so you, you touched on it earlier. Um, over the years, it's gone from kind of a command and control type role in internal communications, so handing over the keys to, to your employees. Do you think that the role of technology has been critical in being able to drive this employee experience, um, you know, th this evolution that you've seen in your career? Well, I, clearly the answer to that question is yes. I think technology uh, has played a big role. I mean, um, many a few people will remember the dot-com revolution, as we used to call it. Uh, I mean, imagine today, you can't imagine shopping without uh, an internet site, right? And the same applies to internal communication. I mean, uh, the way we have been able to shape, you know, internal com leveraging the tool that we have, and especially during the pandemic, the role that these tools have played to keep, mm. you know, to keep employees connected to the to the company, to our progress, because we you could not stop. So and everyone working from home. I mean, I, I remember this time where, you know, uh, from one day to another, you need to work from home and all the formats, especially face to face face format that you had in place for so long which we are working really well suddenly say it's no longer possible so how do we keep maintain this conversation with people being everywhere from their home etc and this is one of the things that we did and that helped us you know to 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 connect and to to keep this connection with employees who had the launch of uh, viva engage at that time so there was no time, you know, to we had, a, I remember we had a beautiful uh, launch plan with all the kind of campaign that you can think of when you want to to launch a new a new program on YouTube like that. But when you, this kind of situation occurs, there is no more time for any any plan. You need to to adapt. You need to adjust that quickly. And this worked out. Right. And you mentioned, obviously, Engage, your, um, you know, obviously it was Yammer in those days uh, and it's the, your choice of enterprise social network. Do all of your employees have a, a license to, to use that? And, you know, you mentioned in the past that it was all ca cascade and uh, delivery. Do you still use the cascade process now because you've got such a large frontline workforce? Um, or, or, or can you touch, um, you know, every employee with, with, with the channels that you have? Well, we, I mean, we, we certainly continue to reach to the entire uh, um, organization and um, we have the tools in place to allow that. Again, uh, when we are talking about localization, I think it's important to understand you were mentioning, for example, the frontline employees, you know, so you need to think of different tools that you are going to leverage to make sure you know that they can access this um, this information because it really depends on your role. I have the privilege to have uh, a laptop, so my, my work is really associated to my laptop. You have other roles in the company where you are less exposed to to a laptop and to the access to email so you need to be you know to work with our communication uh, network with the people who are in charge of factory communication to make sure that there are different ways to display to display and to share this content also what you need to to keep in mind is we have uh, key messages when it comes to you know the strategy, the progress we are making toward our objective, etc. But what is really important, and this is something which is very important to me, 
This is to explain that what's in it for the employees. Because depending in which function, I mean, the message, I mean, you have the overall direction, but you also need to explain what's in it for me as an employee who is working in this specific role. Uh, what's in it for me for someone who is facing customers? So these are all things that we need to consider. So it's not just black and white. So you have a set of messages, you have different tools in place. And again, you need to, 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 to reflect and um, to reflect on the different audiences that you are trying to achieve to make sure that you have an opportunity to personalize the communication, to make sure that they feel included in the conversation. That's really interesting. So when we, we do uh, annual research pieces and that there were two major issues when we, we focus a lot on the digital workplace and there's two major reasons why um, why something may not embed particularly well within many organisations. One of them is, 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 is your company strategy the, and the what's in it for me type message mm -hmm. just is there. The other one is when when using the literal losing uh, whatever whatever tech in your disposal. Well, let's say everything is centralised in teams as an example. Mm -hmm. um, but then, um, you know, the, the 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 basics like, you know, the shift rotors for frontline workers or the or, or, or the pay slips, all those really important details as well. Like the why, why should I adopt this technology? Why should I go on Viva Engage today? Why should I use hmm. SharePoint? You know, why, uh, the, the kind of the why piece is missing. So it sounds like you've you've got this kind of nailed quite well down at uh, Philip Morrison. Would you say that you're you know, you're, you're, you're utilising everything at your disposal to get employees uh, talking and feeling part of the strategy. Well, I think one of the one of the I, I'm not sure I would call that a, a success because I think you can always do more. Right. But I think what we've managed to do very well was to to offer a multi channels uh, communication approach uh, to also um, reflect on employee communication preferences, needs, uh, different people, you know, uh, different needs and one message. So which means that you need to have your core message and then you need to find way how you are going to to repackage it, to make it, you know, more accessible to specific audience or to uh, highlight a specific part of this message because it uh, it aligns more with a specific audience. So I think I think clearly when we think internal communication, we cannot think that. Um, I mean, it's clear that uh, digital tools are playing a, a big role in that to make sure that as a global company, we can reach out to all our employees, no matter where they are. At the same time, you know, I mean, I was I was referring to to my experience and my early days in internal communication, and I remember, you know, uh, at some point uh, when I started my, my 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 career, we had a printed magazine which was called Think Think, and I remember working on that, and it was really. Um, wow, you know, you have some solid paper in your hand and, and you, you know, like a book, you know, and at some point, well, we, we had a newsletter, which was also very exciting, so, so convenient, etc. But when we are talking, you know, about frontline employees, etc., well, this, this older communication format still have a role to play. So, for example, yeah. in our research facility in Neuchâtel, we still have a printed magazine. 
So yeah. and it's in two languages, it's in French and it's in English to make sure that our factory workers also have an access to understand who are our leaders, what are we doing, which project are we working on. So and all the team, I mean, it's a magazine which is developed in-house, but it's play a big role, you know, to 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 keep the connection with employees who are who are working in the factory. So yeah, even good. it's all tools remain valid for internal communication it's another channel isn't it it's a multi-channel approach and i think that's a really really good point to make obviously of course digital signage also plays a part for for, for these workers i'll give a, a little anecdote as it's a podcast we can you know to chat <laughs> two, two, two way three-way communication in this instance yeah. uh, glencore have a really good example actually they're a mining uh, company based in switzerland um and and uh, they have very uh, disparate workforces to go and, and mine, um, you know, they're mining for coal. Uh, and I think the example they gave was Burkina Faso, where they have, have a team there. And what they do, they pick up everyone every morning on the bus and then they have the Glencore radio. So everyone gets transported to work and they have a, their own radio channel and they can, you know, they can get the latest updates that way. And I just think that... Uh, that's a really clever way of getting of getting employees engaged. You know, they're on the bus, they've got to listen, uh, and uh, you know, and they give them relevant content and probably a bit of music as well. But uh, just a really clever, innovative idea. I love the idea. I love yeah. the idea. <laughs> I show it to you. Um, Thank you. So I was just going to ask: Do you have any exciting projects in the pipeline at PMI that you can talk to us about? I don't know what we mean by exciting uh, project. I think everything I'm doing is pretty exciting, to be <laughs> frank. So, so um, I don't think there is anything specific. I mean, uh, my day today is is uh, is uh, you know exciting. I mean, as you know, we have um, we have a big ambition as a as a company, and and we have so much uh, to share with our employees when it comes to our to our progress, to our ambition, to to anything. I. I mean, uh, yeah, no, no, no specific exciting project. Every day is an exciting project. This is the way I would pose it. I love that. And one of the exciting projects that you're going to talk about, and you just alluded to it there, and you're going to talk about it next month, but that is your smoke-free journey and quite ambitious targets. Obviously, Philip Morris is synonymous, probably the, the best known brand, certainly in the UK, is, is Marlborough, synonymous with, with tobacco. Tell us a bit about the smoke-free journey, um, what your targets are and how you're looking to achieve them, uh, both internally and externally. Our transformation has been many years in the making. So this is something, actually, when I when I joined PMI almost seven years ago, this was already a topic. And, uh, and as you can imagine, when you launch such a big transformation, there are many questions first coming from employees. And uh, this is something that has been addressed on a regular basis through different and very specific communication. So I will just name a few of them. We had a transformation report magazine uh, where we were outlining the different um, steps of our transformation, you know, uh, building, engaging and delivering. These were our three pillars uh, from an internal communication point of view. Uh, we had, you know, uh, toolkits for people managers, because as we know, people manager play a key role when it comes to communication. The first person you will turn to when you have question is normally your people manager. You're not going to reach to 
to the manager of the manager. Usually it's the direct access and usually this is the person who will get the question. So for that, it was very important to make sure that we speak with one voice, that we have a consistent messages. At the same time, these people manager may have the same question. So this is where intercoms play a role to make sure that we provide, you know, uh, toolkits with key messaging, uh, Q&A, etc., edited on a regular basis to make sure that we don't create any confusion and that everybody understand what we are trying to do. As I said at the beginning, this is a transformation that has been many years in the making and we have seen progress. I mean, uh, just go on PMI.com to see all the great things that we have been able to achieve and, and what will come next. But at the same time, you know what you need to do as an internal communication uh, professional. This is to make sure that um, that you adjust your communication plan to that. So the communication need at the beginning is, is, is very high. So we are talking transformation every day. At some point, you are trying to cut the T word because change is everywhere. Change is happening anytime. So this become, you know, the way of working. This become your day to day. So and now it's more embedded in the in the global communication because this is this is our company's purpose. So we don't need to talk about transformation. We are living our transformation. And just one more question, Aisha. I, I know I'm I'm hogging the limelight, but I'm just in, I'm always interested in. Uh, and yeah, how you get your people involved in, in this transformation project. Just do you, do you, with, with the engaged probably, but just in general, do you have um, kind of focus groups or or um, kind of champion groups that help you with this project as well? So it doesn't need to be your leaders. It could be all parts of the business. But do you have, um, yeah, like uh, Viva engaged groups to help with this journey? So so people, employees can get a bit more input as well and feel feel like they're part of the journey uh, as well. Well, you don't need to have a specific uh, Viva Engage community to talk about transformation because uh, or, or to talk about our 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 company's purpose because this is our day to day. So this is now embedded at the very beginning of the transformation when we announced this transformation also internally. Clearly, the needs was were much higher. So and we what we managed to do was we did what we called leadership voices. So every member of our senior management team did a video message, you know, sharing what does this transformation mean for our function? How is our function going to contribute to this bigger uh, transformation? And this was helping us to address the what's in it for me for every employees. So now, as I said, and I'm going to repeat myself, but this is the way it, this is the way it is. We, this is part of our, this is part of our day to day. So we don't need this T word anymore. We, we are delivering. Yeah. Thank you, Nadia. Great. And uh, I've only got one last question, really, which is obviously you're speaking at Simply EXP next month. Um, are you excited for the event? Well, I'm very, very excited to to come uh, to London and to speak and to share what we have been doing so far, but also to learn from others. I look forward to discover who else is on the agenda, because as we know, best practice sharing is very important for any internal communicators, including myself. So looking forward to the event. Thank you, Nadia. And uh, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Yeah, much welcome. See you in London.